0: Hi, everyone. This is Pivot from New York Magazine and the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher.
1: And I'm Scott Galloway.
0: So, Scott, how was your long weekend?
1: Uh, It was wonderful. Uh, So, I had the boys in New York, and it was sort of a contrast in the difference between having an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old son. I I wanted to spend time with each of them alone, so I took my 14-year-old son for brunch. And his favorite thing to do now with me is to try and— just get through time with me and then ask if he can leave early <laughs> and go home on his own. He loves to go yeah. to take the subway, yeah. Yeah. even if it's just walking ahead of me 100 meters, like before even yeah. the check gets there. He's like, Can I go home? Yeah. He's You're waiting the whole lunch to go you home. Are an uh, and then, yeah. in contrast, and this is wonderful, yeah. my 11 year old said, I want to go to the edge, which is this observatory deck at the top of Hudson mm-hmm. Yards. And we go to this, take this elevator up, and he's like, Oh my gosh, look at the elevator, look at the videos and everything. And yeah. we go there and there's this thing where they have a clear cellophane or clear um, plastic or glass floor yeah, where you cellophane. stare down hundred stories.
0: Yeah. <laughs> cellophane would suck. And he literally anyway, yeah,
1: and he lays down, he's like, Oh my God, lay down next to me. And we'll get a picture. This will be awesome. And oh, then wow. we we sit there and he like looks around and we're 110 yeah. floors up and he says, Can I have a Coke? And I'm like, What the hell? Go get a Coke. Gets a Coke, comes over, sits down, and he looks at me and he means this. He's like, Isn't this awesome? awesome.
0: And it's just like,
1: <laughs> I have one 14 year old who nothing impresses him. Yeah. And I have an 11 year old and everything yeah. is just yeah. impresses him. It's really,
0: yeah. I'm so I'm It'll really trying to lean and in forth. and enjoy
1: and, and not you take should. for granted uh, it, it, it the wonder. It shifts
0: back and forth. I had a, uh, <laughs> we had a, it shifts back and forth. It shifts back and forth. It's shooting but one way with the
1: 14 year old. It's shooting towards yeah. how do It'll, I get away from That'll you.
0: go for a while. That'll Yeah, I think I'll get while, over that although, in about 20 years. No, no, way before that. No, I had a great weekend in uh, in San Francisco with Louis. We, we loved spending time together. When we not not recently, but the last time, I he, he's in the he's in the woods right now. Louis in the woods. Um, you know, we hung out. We went out. We walked around. We had dinner. We 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 hang. We like each other. We like just like I hang with Doctor Swisher this week. My brother. Oh, by the great. way, by the I know, way, let's discuss that. Hold on, he's left here. Hold on, he's broken up with you. Your brother. Me. Yeah.
1: Is having an affair with my boyfriend. And
0: George has moved on. That's I find out. For a better man. On
1: Twitter. A better man. <laughs> that your brother, a doctor that I cannot compete with, is <laughs> yeah. spending
0: Sundays with yeah. my boyfriend. <laughs> they went walking today, I think. I think they went walking in the park today.
1: Yeah. That's got to okay, stop. Okay, I'm just
0: saying. It's a second day. That's got to stop. Date. He also shaved. Jeff had a beard. We went to Annapolis this week because my aunt got real sick, so we couldn't go out to West Virginia. But um, we went on a boat and stuff like that. And he had this beard, this sort of old man John Stewarty beard. And he shaved it off. I, I was like, "Where'd the beard go for brunch?" With he's looking good. He cleaned himself up for George on. Just FYI, What I'm
1: when, I, when I'm stuck on is I've never heard anyone in a disappointed tone say we couldn't go to West Virginia. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that in the exact well, tone my aunt. you just said. I wanted it.
0: to see my. Aunt. But anyways, I wanted tell to tell your see brother, my hands off my yeah. man. No, hands it's it's over. off my man. It's so exciting. They're gonna have a Hamptons wedding, and then you and I will preside over it. Obviously, you know and I mean. We'll have to oh, be the, no. the the presiders. Oh, no. It'll be great. I'm, I think Jeff's wife would be kind of pissed. She's fantastic.
1: <laughs> It is just hilarious. Are
0: you gay? Are you gay? Let's have are a you sure
1: one. you're not gay? <laughs> you're not
0: gay. Anyway, uh, your I, wife's there so this.
1: pretty. You have <laughs> sex
0: with her. <laughs> I'm
1: like Jeff's every summer solstice, like beautiful. clockwork.
0: Yes, indeed. Uh, and in any case, I'm Jeff, and I are going to my nephew's wedding this weekend, along with my mother. Everybody, we're all coming together. My ex-wife etc, uh, etc. Et anyway, uh, today we'll talk about the surprise announcement from Sheryl Sandberg, which I j- just hold back just for a second, okay? We're not going to get to that yet. We'll look at the FTC's pursuit of Amazon. Mm-hmm. Also, we'll take a listener question about innovation. But first, an economic hurricane is coming, according to Jamie Dimon. Mm-hmm. He made the comments at a conference this week. He says the company's praying for, quote, bad outcomes. What the hell, Jamie Dimon? What, what is that? It's speaking of someone who's presided over some bad outcomes what what in the world does he mean what do you think
1: i like jamie diamond a lot i think he's one of the few i know
0: you do few
1: <laughs> leaders who yeah. calls it as he sees it and yeah even even if it costs him he he was one of the first guys he said it before it was cool in the midst of the euphoria that i think crypto crypto is is you know yeah, something near a scam he's like we got to play in it i get it We have to make some bets in case I'm wrong, but I just don't – he basically said, I just don't get it. And he wasn't afraid to say that. I think a lot of us, especially of a certain age, feel bullied into like saying, well, there's got to be innovation here, even if we don't think that. And at the same time –
0: Oh, I do think that, but I'm sorry,
1: but go ahead. Even at the same time, if we do think – you know, we do think it's – there's likely something there, the people people who think it's a total scam get angry. It's – again, it's – there's yeah. no, there's no being in the middle, and I think Jamie Dimon no. is is unafraid to call out stuff. And by the way, yeah. he's right. Uh, uh, he he said something that I thought. He was, also
0: has done some deals. Come on, Jamie Diamond's right in the middle of a couple of bad, like a ton of bad internet deals. I know we know. Well, it would be about. impossible
1: not to. They're, they're, exactly. they're That's arguably his job. the premier investment bank <laughs> in the world. They they That's do correct. more deals. than He's anybody involved else. in his
0: Twitter deal. I, he's on Elon's side, right? Yeah. Um, but he said. Let me case. just finish
1: the thought. He said, okay. and I love this quote about recessions. He's, someone said, "What is a recession?" And he said, "Something that happens every seven years." And oh, right. It's been 13 years, and he's just he's just looking at economic history and saying,
0: right, yeah, when interest
1: rates yeah. when interest rates are this historically low and inflation is this historically high, and you have yeah. inflation, I, I mean, he just looks he looks at all the numbers and goes. How do the instruments here read anything but bad weather ahead? Right. And he's not yes, afraid correct. to say that. Yes, because what's correct. unfortunate, people are giving Janet Yellen shit. And the reality is, she said, I was wrong about inflation. And I yes. love that when a politician yeah. or a political appointee actually yeah. has the backbone to say, Yeah, I got it wrong. You just don't hear yep. that anymore. And you don't hear heads of investment banks or people in finance doing anything but being cheerleaders anymore, which right. is not healthy. So, right. I'm, I'm, anyways, I agree right. with him. And I think, as okay. usual, Jamie Dimon is calling it as he sees it.
0: Nonetheless, yeah. what is Bad outcomes made from your perspective
1: well, bad? Uh, the bad I mean everyone's wondering now whether it's going to be a soft or a hard landing, and how bad mm-hmm. how bad could it get? and y- yeah. you've seen periods where the market has gone flat to down for ten years. Housing starts or housing is already cooling off really fast. Yeah. It's gone from white right. hot to hot to looking like it's it's going 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 cold really quickly because of increasing mortgage yeah. rates. Yeah. I mean, spending well, down, expected. debt up, the, yeah. the S word, stagflation, where you have both yeah. um, higher prices and a lack of productivity. I mean, mm-hmm. it, this could yeah. get – yeah. and, and I, I wonder if it's a good thing, Kara. I think we need yeah, a little You keep saying underbrush. good things. You
0: always like a little cleanup, don't you? You like a little cleanse.
1: Well, here's the thing. You, young yeah. people need their shot. And when you prop up the yeah. economy artificially and you keep you artificially keep assets and real estate – artificially high all you're doing is transferring opportunity from young people the reason
0: well you talked about that with the stimulus you said it keeps businesses that shouldn't be in business in business although this was a once in a lifetime kind of sh- situation well the whole thing the, the whole
1: thing was pitched as we're building bridges to the other side no they weren't they were building piers for bad businesses and they were putting gold plated uh, you know 14 karat gold plated on the bridges that were going to survive anyways and that's yeah. and most of the money ended up in the market savings went up and now we have a bunch of zombie companies that had no business being in business. Right. Anyway, I, I think we really got I think we really got the stimulus wrong. But I we're we're in for a rough ride. We'll see how rough. And you know what? Yeah. It's a good thing. It's part of the cycle of the economy. It's not as long as it's not a, like a crazy hard landing.
0: The cycle of the economy. It's the circle of life. Circle, circle. of life. There you go. The hurricane comes and clears out the savannah. There you go. Is there hurricanes on the savannah? I don't know. I don't care about mixing metaphors. I don't think so. All right, Jamie Diamond. we'll see what happens. It's, it's a pretty good bet. Uh, it's, I don't think it's the most... Uh, shocking prediction at all. Anyway, a Texas law that regulates how social uh, networks moderate content is on hold again after the Supreme Court blocked it on Tuesday. It's waiting. It's not the end of it. The federal appeals court will consider the law soon and could return it to the Supreme Court. But they didn't sound too pleased with it. None too pleased with it. It was interesting. And it was a weird uh, amalgamation of people on either side of it. It was not what you'd think uh, uh, from from a political point of view. What thinks you of this?
1: Let me, uh, to be honest, Kara, I, I have a view on it, but it's an uninformed view, and I think your view is probably more informed. You go first here.
0: I think these are private companies; they can do as they damn well please. Hundred percent. That's what I think. That's 100%. all. I don't. I don't think if the government government can't make companies take up or put down or keep up anything, they can decide if owners like say Elon Musk wants to let all hell break loose and all the shit flying, he can have a shitty flying social media site. If he doesn't, he doesn't. That's, I don't know. I just feel like companies have uh, free speech too, and they can do whatever they want. And so it's appropriate that the Supreme Court blocks this if they believe in free speech. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think free
1: speech is absolute. I think if the, if, if lawmakers were to say, look, you have to be subject to the same libel laws if your content is inciting violence is spreading misinformation that results in economic or personal harm around health care, around serving serving people content that turns them into radical fundamentalists or whatever it might be. I, I think if the Texas had said, "Look, you've got to be subject to the same liability laws as the rest of our media companies here," that's yeah. one thing. But yeah. this was purely political. It's yeah, we don't so like yeah. we don't like the fact that yeah. we're gonna we're gonna politicize and create this uh, foment this falsehood. That yeah. you are moderating conservative content. And all the research actually shows if there is yes. a bias to these algorithms, it's biased Towards toward conservative. elevating yeah. conservative content. Because conservative content – and again, I don't think these companies or algorithms are inherently malicious. But what you find is the truly crazy shit on the right from representatives Gosar mm-hmm. or uh, Taylor Green is so incendiary Correct. and so yeah. stupid.
0: Did you hear – we're going to not have any straight people in a few years – all I do is make straight people. I find that. Did you see she said that? Well, <laughs> the,
1: I'll come back to that. There There is there is some— There is. Uh,
0: I know. My son did the same thing with me. Go ahead. Well, if you look at every it.
1: generation, more and more people are yes. reporting they're gay. suppose about 2050, we're all going to be gay. Maybe they were
0: quiet before. If you read Secret City, a new book about Washington and the gayness, they kept it to themselves. Maybe they were there were lots of gays around before. Anyway, please proceed.
1: Uh, I think there's some of that, but I also think that for the first time in a long time in certain metros— Mm. That it's not only not not discriminated. It's almost become a little bit fashionable, and I think it's a okay. worthwhile conversation. And I'm about to trigger a bunch of people from Wokistan. Yes,
0: you are. I had this dinner conversation last night with my son. Go ahead. I'd love to but hear like your for view on hours. it. Well, I, you know, it was interesting. He was showing, he, and then he moved into plastics in the in the water supply. But nonetheless, I, we told him about the Marjorie Taylor Greene thing, mm-hmm. and he goes, "Actually, statistically, there are more, you know." And then he was bringing out all his. Do you know what percentage statistics? of the
1: population supposedly is yes. gay according to Pew and confidential surveys?
0: Well, that declare gay, that declare themselves gay. And I do agree that people are being more fluid, gender fluid and that stuff like Mm -hmm. that. I think it was not allowed forever, forever. And there was so many people pushing down and there there were more people who when they had the consideration of it, think about it in a different way. So I think that's one thing. The second thing is um, a lot of people say they're gay and they're not. Like, I mean, they can decide anything they want. Like, you know what right. I mean? I had a, I had a relative, I am I had a nephew who said, you know, I'm gay. And I'm like, do you sleep with men? And he's like, no, I do not. But I could declare myself gay. And I was like, no, what? Like, I felt like an old, like, biddy, essentially. And, uh, you know, I think there's a lot more... He was going out with a woman, and they both declared themselves gay. And I sort of – I just – I felt like a very old gay person. Um, I agree. More people, especially where there is more tolerance, there's more – but I bet the same amount of people are in those scary areas where it's very scary to come out. I think they're just hiding. But They're just hiding. But the
1: majority – and the research might be wrong here. The majority Mm -hmm. of research that is done privately, and maybe people are repressed or even afraid to tell an anonymous survey – but generally speaking, the, the research to date shows that the public believes right. there are more gay people than there are. Most yes, research shows that the actual yeah. percentage of the population that identifies mm-hmm. as gay is around five percent. And because, right. and again, I'm I'm I'm, gonna, I'm opening myself up here because, in terms of influence over uh, industries. Gay people over-index in industries that have an outsized influence in our society. And I'm making uh-huh. a generalization and a stereotype here. Yeah, but in terms of are. urban centers and media that have a disproportionate amount of well, why influence. Why wouldn't
0: we go there? Why well, 100
1: percent. But the moment right. you make say anything that says this group is distinct and might behave differently, yeah. you open yourselves yeah, sure, to criticism. Sure, but sure. the reality is most people overestimate the actual number or percentage of the population yeah. Uh, yeah. that is gay. Yeah,
0: I think it's just there's more fluid. You know, you have someone like Harry Styles, you know, who or, you know, Madonna's son always looked fantastic in this dress that she used to wear. And mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of, you know, Harry Styles, he's just something different. I think there's a lot of different expressions going on in certain centers. That's and it becomes fashionable. Yes, but it's also fantastic. And I agree. So,
1: it's It's on the whole, it's a good thing.
0: Linda Carter today was talking, she was the original Wonder Woman, was like, if you don't think she's a lesbian icon, maybe it wasn't written as such. She is. She was like, this is the truth. And everyone was going back and forth. Linda Carter is
1: a lesbian icon?
0: No, no, no. Huh. Wonder Woman was a lesbian icon. You're not a lesbian. She was a lesbian icon okay. for a lot of people. Okay. Especially the Amazons, the whole outfits, the whole thing. Right. We all loved it. Right. And so um, so she was talking about that. It's Pride Month and stuff. And so it was just interesting, uh, the reaction back and forth. It's like... I think people are just being more open-minded about stuff. I would recommend this book, *Secret City* by James uh, Kerchak. He's a he's a, he's works for Tablet, I think, mm-hmm. and more conservative gay guy. Um, and uh, really, I did a Q and A with him. It's really quite good about the hiding, and and I it brought back to mind a lot of hiding myself included because I wanted to go into military intelligence and I couldn't. Way back when, until they changed a lot of things. Anyhow, we're, I don't know how we got on this from social media. Social media sites should be able to put up whatever they want and take it down, and we can complain about it and that's be liable feeling. for
1: and, it. But if you do, and be
0: liable for it, and we can bitch at them and call them amplified right. weaponization, right. and there should be privacy laws and stuff. So, but Texas has no fucking business being. I in agree. The free, in this the, is pure censorship, business. pure
1: politicization, and yeah. seven of the ten most traffic sites on social media. Yeah. Um, I can't. I can't get off the gay thing. Let me just go back All to right. it. All right. You okay. know what? I hope. I hope for. <laughs> I hope we get to a point uh, soon. Yeah. Where yeah. You're, you're, where you are in terms of fluidity, non-binary, binary, gay, straight, it becomes goes way down in terms of the stack rank ranking for identifying somebody. Yeah. That I it's, agree. it just becomes. Yeah. It, but it's not. I feel like right now it's become the number one or number two thing in terms of how you identify somebody. And at some point it just needs to be, yeah, they're this, and it doesn't really matter. Straight
0: people are still fascinated, I hate to tell you. I always get, how did you have kids? Like, all the time I go, for fuck's sake, (laughs) with my tummy, with my tummy, what do you want (laughs) With my uterus, with my uterus, I had a baby.
1: I've made so many good lesbian friends because of you. One of the many things I, I you, one of the many wonderful things I get from get our friendship, this. is yeah. that I have women who happen to be lesbian reaching out yeah. to me and establishing. Uh, uh, one woman who's a fairly well known and a fantastic, uh, fantastic journalist, has like been so yeah. kind to me because of my relationship with you, and I've established Ooh. kind of a nice friendship. You have opened up. So many nice (laughs) friendships uh, for me. I'm being very sincere.
0: Well, now you've lost George Kahn, so I don't know what to say. That bitch, Dr. Swisher. You stay away from my brother. I'll tell you, if I have to pick, I'm going to pick Jeffrey Swisher. Anyway, Elon Musk is calling. He's a very handsome man. He's a wonderful guy, and he's great.
1: And he's a doctor. I can't compete with that.
0: No, he's a really good doctor, too. Anyway, Elon Musk is calling Tesla's employees back to the office. The Tesla CEO told employees that they should spend a minimum of 40 hours per week in the office or quit. These are top employees, actually. He doubled down on Twitter, saying employees who want to work from home should quote, pretend to work somewhere else. This made me laugh, I have to say. (laughs) that was funny. I mean, he really, I kind of am with him on that one. I got to say, he said, if the factory workers got to be there, they have to be there. And I kind of loved it. I kind of loved it. I don't like all his other ridiculous pontificating on whatever subject of the moment, whether it's like trans fat or whatever. Now he's commenting on everything. But this one I think he's correct about. What do you think?
1: Yeah, look, I got, I, I had the same reaction. I'm on Team Elon. I think there's certain industries and manufacturing is one of them.
0: We're really not on Team Elon, but in this one we are. Yeah. Uh,
1: it, it, okay. It's impossible to make a car, almost impossible from home. Yeah. And if the factory workers, the frontline workers need to be there, the managers and the marketers need to be there. Having said yeah, that, agreed. I can't imagine that people didn't immediately point out the irony like, not only are you not here, but you've decided yeah. you can be the CEO of another company. I like, guess yeah. anybody else allowed to be the CEO of another company? Yes,
0: no, he is yeah, no, it's sort he's of unique though. he's unique. Come on. On, well, we I get
1: it, that. but uh, look, uh, let me go back to my original statement. I think there – and by the way, speaking of Jamie Dimon and David Solomon at Goldman, they've both said yeah. everybody needs to be back. I yeah. do think there will be certain companies in certain industries that say, look, we've decided that work means being at a physical place between these hours. Yeah. And yeah. also, uh, I spoke at a communications company yesterday in Dallas okay. I think it is really difficult to scale culture remotely. I I think it's just— I would
0: agree.
1: I've seen this firsthand at at my startup. It's one thing to take people who've worked together and have them be remote for a while. And Mm -hmm. and I do think there's a huge unlock for people who are tasked, and it's usually women, with a disproportionate amount of the care for others in the household, whether it's aging parents or kids. There's an enormous unlock— around not having to commute Agreed. five days a week. And so to not incorporate that is a benefit for a people bit. who have what I would call real needs and, and can add to society and can and make homes healthier by – I think you should offer that. And I do think- All right,
0: right. but let me just say, he's talking about top executives. And I think they can afford, they can afford- They can can get childcare, yeah. Easier. And and one of the things that was interesting, I thought the one thing that was interesting, it was kind of, I, I believe, a dig at Apple, I couldn't tell, was that like- People say you can't make great products without being together, and some people say you can. But what's the last great thing they made? It was something like that. It was some version of that. And I think he's right. I think uh, I think proximity does breed creativity within 100%. people. Hundred percent. And I don't. I like. I listen. I've been remote working for my, almost my whole career, but it's. Um, it, I I kind of everyone like the same thing with uh, with social media companies putting up what they want. Every employee should decide for themselves. They should decide. And then they will get the employees they want, and the ones that don't like it can leave. That's my feeling on that. So, uh, but I, I kind of agreed with them on this, on, especially that company. That particular company needs the executives to be just where the workers are, et cetera. Well,
1: someone said – I forget what exactly executives workers. said, and of course it got huge blowback. But somebody said that the most ambitious young employees want to be in the office, and they got huge yeah. blowback from people who said, well, I'm ambitious. I just don't have the option to be in the office. Yeah. So, at my firm, Prop G Media, the uh, you know who wanted to be in the office was the young people. Who? They well, see, yeah, of one, especially in cities, they're living in such small apartments. They're at an age yes, where they want to make mentors, friends, yeah. and yeah. they got a uh, 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 WeWork like thing in Brooklyn and said, "We're going in," and they go in every day, which just shocked yeah. me. Um, no, I think that's a good thing. Uh, I, I think I mean, it's a it good thing shock too. Me. And there is, you want to talk about unpopular. The, I had at all of my companies a mandatory 8 a.m. Monday morning meeting. Yeah,
0: you told me this. Yeah, and then what,
1: what I, we also had—you want to talk about—and this mm-hmm. was less less important. We actually liked it. The senior executives we used to do a call every Sunday mm-hmm. night to talk about the week ahead. It was uh, like we'd get on the phone. Those
0: those are not necessary. Uh, Unnecessary. When you're growing a company,
1: uh, I, I, I don't guess. know. Uh, that was. I don't know. Okay. I that's, that's might not be in the right what way, porn. but it was my hustle way. Hustle
0: porn. That's hustle porn. Well, you like porn. I like so both those things. It. Yeah, you like hustle and porn. All right, let's get to our big story. Sheryl Sandberg is leaving Meta, something we predicted would happen. Um, After 14 years as chief operating officer, she announced her departure on Facebook post on Wednesday, where she talked up the company's uh, contributions to women's equality and safety. Mark Zuckerberg said he has no plans to replace Sandberg's role in the existing structure. He's sort of spread it around. Um, He tapped Chief Growth Officer Javier Olivan, who has a very good reputation, by the way, to take the title of COO, but he has many fewer things than Cheryl had. Nick Clegg has a bunch. Other people have a bunch. Uh, Marnie Levine, who is one of her um, people Cheryl has brought up, Sandberg said she would focus on her foundation and philanthropy and would continue to serve on Facebook's board of directors. Uh, People don't know this. She's, She's also I believe it was noted that she's getting married this August, um, remarried after her husband died several years ago. What do you think? Why is she leaving now? And Stephanie Rule tweeted, why now? Like that really big. With caps. Hmm. Um, so, what thinks you about this? There's a lot of uh, regulatory or pursuing legal action against Facebook. More is on the way. There gonna be, there's going to be super pumped is coming up from Brian Koppelman uh, with Mark and Cheryl mm-hmm. for Super Pumped season two. But that doesn't. That's not here there. But nonetheless, this relationship is coming to an end. Unlike ours, uh, this this very long term, 14 years, half of it very good, half of it. Not so good, um, as Casey Newton pointed out. What thinks you? What thinks you, Scott? Go ahead.
1: Well, like first off, I, I just think you have to acknowledge that you know, Gates and Bomber, uh, Jobs and I've, um, and uh, Zuckerberg and Sandberg are right up there in terms of creating shareholder value and building an unbelievable business, which isn't easy. I mean, they create, they basically created or dominated or are the iconic technology firm in a space that has become increasingly important that no one even imagined. So, And she was the adult in the room. She was 38 Mm -hmm. when she joined a 23-year-old. That's correct. And Mm -hmm. big companies and organizations all over the world said, um, and Casey pointed this out, it's sort of like the first seven years and the second seven years, but the first seven years, she established herself as one of the most competent, socially-minded people in business. And yeah. you just have to not acknowledge that is to say yeah. is to not is, is to not have any nuance.
0: She built that business. She built the key part. That business was chaos before that. Before, believe me, I covered it. And guess who scooped that story that she went there from Google? Kara Swisher. Um, nonetheless, she she changed that company's profile. It was 100%. it was really a chaos factory before that. It really was. He couldn't have done it without her. The, and some people think that's a bad thing, of course, because he couldn't have done it without her. The, um,
1: the interesting thing is that if she had left in 2015 or 2016, I think she would be either, she'd be governor or she'd be probably one of the premier candidates or names being tossed around to potentially get the Democratic nomination in 2024. Yeah,
0: Um, I would agree. I think
1: she was on such an incredible trajectory. And here's what the last seven years are. Um, She's also going to be known as kind of the, the dark knight or the high priestess of really dark communications. Yeah. And that is whether it was digging up dirt uh, uh, that ended up being anti-Semitic on Soros, whether it was spreading lies about assaulting teachers on TikTok, whether it was going on the media and saying other platforms didn't have the security measures we did January 6th and having all media go, okay, now you're just lying to us, whether it was a 900-person PR and comms department where there seemed to be a couple hundred people doing nothing but managing her her obsession with the perception of the Russian hack instead of – she seemed yeah. to be spending more time managing yeah. her perception and delaying obfuscating the public's perception of really bad things at Facebook uh, rather than actually addressing the problems. And here is the conflict, and it, this is the difference between whether she will be a viable candidate for office – which I think she absolutely plans to do, and whether she's kind of a footnote in history. And that is she has positioned herself as someone who's an enormous and powerful advocate for women in the workplace. And she's written eloquently about it. She's a powerful figure. She sets a great example for women in the workplace. At the same time, just as George Carlin said, if you're pre-birth, the Republicans got your back. If you're preschool, you're fucked. If you are a woman at work, you could argue that Sheryl Sandberg has your back. If you're a 15-year-old woman who suffers from an eating disorder and Facebook serves you up an algorithm for a uh, extreme dieting website, you're on your own. And this yeah. is the conflict and the, and the tension around Sheryl Sandberg's legacy is it to position yeah. herself as an advocate for women – and to have played a key role in what is, at the end of the day, a massive uptick in depression, especially among teens, especially among girls, right. is the conflict, the irony, the tension that is Sheryl Sandberg. So I think it's going to be yeah. very interesting how what her legacy is.
0: You're being rather kind. You, you had called her a number of other names before, which is interesting. You're being very—I like this. I like this analysis. I would agree with you. I think she is a complex figure and— um, you know, people always think I'm too nice to. I do the reason I'm too nice is because I think it should focus on Mark Zuckerberg. And That's often, fair. whatever the case is, whether it's Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton, whether it's Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, they both sound vile. You know what I it's, mean? Uh, like it's
1: addict versus it's, addict playing out. Right. Real time.
0: And, and, and and but she gets the Amber Heard gets a bulk of the problem here. If you look at the British case, you're sort of like Johnny Depp's a scary character. So I think that one of the problems she had was was what the thing that got company into a great space is exactly the problem she had later when it got to be more serious. And she may not recall this conversation. I actually do have to call her and ask her because it's going to be in my book where I called her around 2060. I had er, I had thought she should leave the company when Dave died in May of 2015. Hmm. I liked Dave very much. I would consider him a friend. Um, and People loved I him. Thought that, I've never he heard anyone wonderful. say anything bad about uh, him. I, he was a wonderful guy. Yeah. He was a very good judge with her. He was a very good person who would help ha- probably, you know, well on give her great right? advice. Yeah. I think he would stop her from doing some of these things. I that's was would be my my he 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 was just a very good person and someone I think who would have been a good influence on her had he continued to live. It was a tragedy that he died. I, I think that he I think she should have left then. And you're right, her legacy would have been very different. She could have been, she she has a hard time being, um, not being smooth. I don't know what else to say. She's such a, like a smooth operator of an executive, you know, very perfect, very, with the hands, the every everything about it. And I think she just felt like, she, I think Mark was very kind to her and personally too, when Dave died and I think they developed a bond. And so she was, loyal to a fault and also was part of it too so wasn't listening and we had a conversation about the Russian stuff in 2015 maybe and she said I was overstating it I said she was underthinking it and I said we'll see what happens but you you've got to come clean and um I think she was I think when she did the the thing on January 6th about January 6th, that was really sort of the top of the don't do this. What are you doing? Why are you doing this kind of thing?
1: But go ahead. You, you pointed this out to me, and you're absolutely yeah. right. At right. the end of the day, the real blame or the real credit lies with the top guy, and it's a guy and it's yeah. Mark Zuckerberg. And I think Mark yeah. Zuckerberg is brilliant. And quite frankly, I think he weaponized Sheryl Sandberg. He immediately recognized, oh, He immediately true. recognized that she is incredibly compelling. She's incredibly yeah. charismatic. Indeed. She is an icon. For 51% of the population, let's weaponize her and turn her into the ultimate heat shield against any sunshine that shows what is actually the fuck going on here because it is pretty ugly. And he deployed her brilliantly. And here's the thing. There, are been, there have been executives who have lied more than Cheryl Sandberg. There's never been yeah. an executive who has lied longer. No one has ever survived the number of blatant falsehoods for as long as Cheryl Sandberg. And he deployed it brilliantly. And everyone after her, whether it's Nick Clegg or the guy who was running PR before her, Kevin Rose, no one has had the half- Elliot No one has had the half-life of, of bullshit before the media mm-hmm. goes, you know what? You're just being paid to lie, and we don't yeah. believe anything you say. Cheryl Sandberg was the premier weapon of mass distraction ever deployed on the business community, and Mark Zuckerberg was brilliant. And unfortunately, yeah. if she had left left six years ago, I, yeah. I think she genuinely would be a viable presidential candidate. I
0: agree. I agree. I think she would be. Uh, I think she would have moved away. I think she might have uh, done some really interesting things around her foundation. I think she. You know, it's interesting. I think about what she's going to do next because philanthropy is what she's talking about. I don't think she's going to start I know a company. What she's I don't think do she's going to run a company. She's a hundred percent. She's not running. I'm telling you, she's not running. This is what she's doing.
1: She can't run without Dave. I Mm -hmm. I, I always thought Mm -hmm. when Dave died, that was Mm -hmm. the end of it. I don't know if she's going to win. I know what she's doing.
0: I think she's not going to run. I don't think she's going to. I think she's going to try to pull a Bill Gates before, you know, the philandering thing. I think she Bill managed to revive his reputation. You know, for, he had a Darth Vader reputation. And through the philanthropy and through all these good acts uh, and, and and measured and statesmanlike stuff, he returned his reputation. Uh, There's he, a he huge difference it. between Bill Gates and Sheryl right. Sandberg. Oh, come on. Go ahead. All right. tell I me. I think Bill Gates
1: manages his reputation as a function of wanting to solve really big problems. And I think he'd rather stay out of the limelight. Okay. I think Sheryl Sandberg will use her philanthropy solely as a means to set up everything to run for Dianne Feinstein's seat in 2024. She is oh. going to run for the Democratic oh, nomination for Dianne Feinstein's seat. As soon as people at some point, somebody is going to have to have a talk with Senator Feinstein and say, you've had a- People
0: have had talks with Senator Feinstein. She doesn't seem to be listening.
1: 2024, Sheryl Sandberg is going to – I don't know. She will absolutely do polls, run trial balloons. And I believe because, quite frankly, she's had more and more difficulty reading the room as she's gotten older. She is positioning herself to run for Senate. She's totally different than Bill Gates. I don't, I don't doubt her huh. intentions. Uh, I think she you know – let's assume that she wants she, – she really does care about women's issues in the workplace and gender balance. I think everything she does is posing for the cameras for uh, an election. And she's going to run in 2024.
0: Here's what she should do: not any of that. She should be doing real philanthropy. Talking
1: about what should should
0: she should be? If I was, I, I am speaking to yeah. her a little bit, but let me just say, if I were her, and this is what I would tell her, mm-hmm. she would should she should try to really do the actual work and not for for what you're saying. You know what I mean? Like really make significant strides in in the areas she's talked about, which is women equality. She's very outspoken on Roe. Um, uh, et cetera. When she was, uh, she gave at one point a couple of years ago, I had to do an interview of her and she gave $1 million to Planned Parenthood. I thought she should have donated and told her this $100 million. Well, in if a, in really a meant similar
1: it. story, I gave 17 bucks to the local animal shelter.
0: And she's like, fuck you. And I was like, well, $10 million is nothing to you. That's like me giving $20. Like, give me a break. Or, you know, like, if you really mean it, put it up there. I think her step would be to go out into the wilderness for quite a long time and come back with some results. I think it's a mistake for her to run. And I, I, well, I hope okay. she does not.
1: If we're going to talk about That's should, awesome. she should stick around. Use all our skills to become CEO of Meta and then shut the fucking place she, down. They
0: won't ever. They're never going <sighs> to. That's happen. what she should she do. Was,
1: she should become CEO and then shut the company gonna, she down.
0: not ever going to. Whether as powerful as she was, she does not have power there, Mark Zuckerberg.
1: No, does, I agree. I'm, I'm, go. I'm joking. Yeah. Become CEO yeah. and then shut the company down. Uh, right. This is not an individual who can stay out of the limelight. And well, and by I the way, most men learned. suffer from that same thing. There is no yep. way she is going to fade quietly into the dark. No, Not quietly. Way. Go and
0: do some real, like real lifting, heavy lifting. That's what I would uh, uh, go quietly do some heavy lifting and then come back and then maybe maybe you'll you'll. Have but returned.
1: you know her. Uh, I'm I'm putting forward a thesis. I don't know her. Everything I have seen from her is that like a lot of men who are powerful. She is very focused on advancing her own power power and public profile, which includes political office. I think she looks in the mirror every day and Mm -hmm. says, hello, Madam Senator, Madam President. I don't think she says, hello, person who's going to change, who's going to develop a cheaper toilet for Africa, which is what Bill Gates is trying to do. I don't think that's her mission. I think her Mm mission— is to be an elected leader and increase her power. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that. That's what most men—
0: I think she'd spend her money to do a local election media stuff and really—if I, if I were her, I'd start buying up local media sites or something like that. I, you know, they're looking for a chief of staff or a foundation. Do you want to apply? Shall I apply? Should we apply? She has a foundation? Yeah. Oh, that's right. That makes oh, yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. She has a big—well, they all have them. But um, I would I would really I hope she does not do that and I hope I get a chance to tell her that um, I probably she may listen to this um I think she needs to go and do the real work and uh and I and by the way let me just say from the reaction of just one tweet I made people have not do not forgive her and never will they think she destroyed democracy uh I but
1: when think, I when I did uh, win I, this I'm ste- just saying
0: she it may be ir- irrevocable but I don't know who knows when I
1: when I went on Twitter and just started putting out a bunch of snarky tweets I yeah. got a lot of pushback and it depressed me. So you know what I did? I yeah. did my favorite thing. I go to that strip club where they spit in your face. That always cheers me up. <laughs> that always cheers me up.
0: You got more hey, don't be so mean to Cheryl. I got, hey, she's a she she's the handmaiden to sedition. I got a lot of that. And I I can see all sides of this. Honestly, she's such a complex character. Um but she definitely was responsible for Facebook. I don't think she had as much power as he did. I think that's a much it's a much different place than you think inside. there. I think Mark rules the room. Well, route. let me ask you and a question. She should have left. She should have left. Oh, that 100%. would have been powerful. Talk
1: about staying that too would have long. Been pa-
0: she should have left. Um,
1: um, because if she, I mean, again, she left in 2015. I think she would be her name. Every time you talk yep. about presidential contenders, her name would be mentioned. Let me ask you this, and it's a sincere question. Yeah. Yeah. Has she been a net good or a net negative for women?
0: I, I don't think she should represent all women. I don't. I think that's, uh, you know, has Lindsey Graham been a net good or negative to men as Trump? Like, I don't think, I don't think it's a fair thing. I don't think it's a fair thing. She's a she's an executive, and so I'm not going to answer that but, question. Okay, that.
1: it's absolutely a fair question, Kara, because she's tried to position herself as the premier advocate for women. Lindsey um, Graham isn't saying I'm representing heterosexual men.
0: <laughs> no, you shouldn't. Um, I think there's a lot of complex characters in the feminism pantheon. I don't know. I don't think anybody represents anything.
1: Madeleine Albright, an enormous positive Uh, for women. Uh, Hillary Clinton. I will say I think Hillary Clinton has been a net positive for women.
0: Not always. Not always. But she will be. I think she will be. Well, okay,
1: Net. I'm using the word net.
0: net. Net. Net
1: positive for women. Sheryl Sandberg, question mark.
0: I mean, no matter how you slice it, Sheryl Sandberg has created more wealth for people through her efforts at Facebook than most executives in Silicon Valley. I just I like look at some of these baby boys that behave so badly, and then we let them go on and laugh. Ha, ha, ha. It's so funny when Elon insults trans people. Yeah, anyway, um, in, in any case, Cheryl Simmer is never going to do something like that. So let us just read. We've been predicting this for a while. Let us play ourselves to give ourselves some credit.
1: What do you think? I couldn't predict anything that Mark Zuckerberg I, was planning I, to do. I
0: think they're. I both he and Cheryl are going to move along. I think, both I think of them? Be. Mm-hmm.
1: Hmm. And you think they'll bring in someone from the outside to be safe? That would be be the shareholder-driven thing to do, to hit the reset button.
0: Because Cheryl's not going to take over for him. That's not going to happen now uh, because they need to clear the whole thing out. And I think it's a perfect – the Bezos move gives them a little more uh, permission to do this. Just so you know, the Sheryl Sandberg and Dave Goldberg Family Foundation oversees two nonprofits that build on the work of Sandberg's books, LeanIn.org and OptionB.org. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what happens. But uh, I, I really appreciate your your analysis here. I thought you were just going to yell, but you didn't. You had some very good analysis here.
1: Yeah, but I, I mean this sincerely. You opened my eyes to the fact that, Scott, at the end of the day, it's about number one. And I, I actually, everyone, you just said he was very kind to her. I think he absolutely weaponized her. I mean, Cryer River, yes. she made a dollars. I'm talking dollars. about the
0: reason she was so loyal to him. I think that there was a lot of closeness after Dave died, in terms of the both him and Priscilla. I think there was I, a lot. Uh,
1: I, okay, again, armchair therapist. I think is a fucking yeah. sociopath, bridging psychopath, and uses stuff <laughs> like that to say, and go out there and go out there and tell them we're <laughs> proud of the progress we've made around January 6, uh, and see if they go okay. for it.
0: Uh, See if yeah, they I go for believe it. Yeah, I did that. That was, I, I texted her. I was like, what are you doing? What the so hell? So
1: I don't, but you're right. Anyway. You've always said you've been consistent. At the end of the day, it's about At the, the CEO the and he controls the company. And he's
0: still there. And he's still there. He's still running it and he's betting it all on Meta.
1: Oh, how much do we love that? That makes me so happy.
0: <laughs> By himself. Anyway, we're going to have a quick break. We'll do it very quickly. We'll talk about FTC's pursuit of Amazon and take a listener question about innovation. Scott, we're back with our second big story. The FTC is ratcheting up its antitrust probe into Amazon. Government lawyers are reportedly looking into Amazon Web Services as well as the company's acquisition of MGM earlier this year, as Lena Khan said they might. In this, when they let it go through, the FTC let the deal go through, uh, but it said, they said it, they could revisit it. Now, be the time Lena Khan said to have taken a personal interest in the probe. I will say she asked me about it, so uh, about MGM, and I was like, "It's not competitive. I don't. I don't even think it was competitive. There's so much." Entertainment competition, that's what I answered to her. I said other things are much more important when it has to do with Amazon and and antitrust. So what do you think? Uh, Amazon Web Services has $13 billion in operating income in 2020. MGM sold to Amazon for $8.5 billion. If you look at the cloud hosting in the top 100,000 websites, Amazon has 34% market share. That's bigger, but I still think there's a lot of competition. AWS outages affected everyone from Netflix to Disney+, Plus to Coinbase, to Pinterest, uh, you think AWS could become its own company? I'm not sure either of these things. I think the marketplace issues are the most important thing around Amazon. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Scott?
1: I think, and I understand why the FTC is under resourced and they're outgunned. So they're like, "What can we get our arms around?" But they're being heavy-handed with the wrong issue here. Amazon's purchase of MGM. I mean that's just it's it's pretty trivial. Now, granted, you could argue yeah. it's an example of the fact that they have so much market capitalization, they can do uneconomic deals. Okay, fine, that's an example of monopoly power. But if you actually wanted to make a difference in terms of competition in the marketplace, you would say, all right, you can't be both the platform competing against your competitors and also if you want, you can't use AWS to subsidize and create a value proposition for consumers no one else can compete with on the retail side, funneling profits from one end to the other. This This is sort of... You're you're focused on the wrong thing. You have a patient with cancer, yeah. and you're like, "We're going to get that. We're going to take the wart off your foot." It's just
0: yeah, <laughs> it's not even a wart.
1: They're like, "Okay, we got to do something we can be successful at. We can get our arms around." This it's is not, not the be problem. Successful at
0: it, even Hollywood people, they just think they overpaid for it, but they don't feel that bad about uh, it. Amazon Prime I,
1: Video isn't the problem. Them yeah, having yeah. access to Rocky I agree. isn't the problem. Yeah. So I look at this and da, I say, okay, da, da,
0: da, 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 da.
1: I understand that you're trying to have a, a win here against a big name. Mm-hmm. That makes sense strategically. But you're being heavy-handed with the wrong issue here. It just doesn't.
0: Yeah, and I'm not even sure with AWS. I, You know, maybe they have some documents we don't know about or something like that. But it seems like there's Google. There's, there's lots of people in this space. I think there's choice, right? I think mm-hmm. it feels like maybe. I'd like to see some of the proof. That's what I'd like to see. With MGM, I'm sorry, I think it's a— it's a rabbit hole. She shouldn't go down. I think there's the, the marketplace issue is really the issue, and it may not be an antitrust issue. She's
1: risking a loss on an issue that even if she wins, the downside's greater than the upside here. What's the upside? That she gets a victory and, ha- and Amazon has to re-spin or the acquisition doesn't close of MGM UA?
0: I don't— Yeah, it did close, yeah. Uh,
1: what, uh, what— Unspin it. What— uh, anyways, I, I think it's yeah. another example. We
0: are perplexed. Yeah. We are perplexed. Lena, we'd like some answers. So please explain. There may be stuff we don't know. But in any case, there's bigger fish with Amazon, I suspect. And I suspect none of them are going to get got. In any case, Scott, let's pivot to a listener question, which okay. is sort of along these lines.
1: You've got, you've got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got
0: mail. The question comes via email from Jeremy from Brooklyn. I'll read it. You often talk about how Facebook is not an innovative company, which I agree with. My question to you both is, why aren't they? They clearly throw boatloads of money around for smart people. I work in tech and personally know a few folks who either work there now or in the past who are all bright, creative, and driven people. So I can't imagine lack of talent is the problem. Why does Facebook tend to fail at creating innovative products despite access to the same capital and talent, whereas a company like Apple or Amazon uh, often succeed? I I don't know what to tell you. Jeremy, some things, people aren't innovative. They just aren't. They're just not. There's some cultures that aren't innovative innovative, that aren't fast moving. Um, And they just, I can't, there's all kinds of reasons. Either they're fearful or people are safe with all their money or, um, God, there's all kinds of reasons companies, they don't have to be. Um, I don't know, Scott, what do you, you run companies more than I do. I just, people are either creative or they're not. And I don't know, you can, you can foment creativity, like we talked about the flow state, but I don't know. You have to – it's hard. Go ahead, Scott. Why? Well,
1: first off, you you, you can't immediately – the term innovation has become almost meaningless because it's used so often. And if you look at economic history, it's not the innovators that create the most shareholder value. Um, Facebook was not the first social media platform. Remember Friendster. Um, uh, Apple was not the first company in object-oriented computing, nor were they the first company to have an MP3 player. Nor were they. First... I mean, it, it, it's not the innovator that creates shareholder value. They get mud on their face and arrows in their back. It's the company yeah. that takes someone else's innovation and runs with it and does a better yeah. job of it. Now, what's unusual about Facebook, to to his point or to Jeremy's point, is that. They have been less able to diversify their revenues than anyone else. So Google gets real revenues from YouTube. Amazon gets enormous revenues from AWS. AWS. Facebook's percentage of revenues that they get from advertising has gone in the wrong direction. It's gone from like 90% to 97%. And if I were to try and devise a strategy to undermine, kneecap, uh, weaken um, the corpus that is Facebook, I would invent – this distraction called the metaverse, and specifically the oculus, to pour billions of dollars down a sinkhole. Not only are they not innovative, but they are so, in my opinion, they've created a culture, and I think this goes back to Shell Sandberg, where I think Mark Zuckerberg, I, I don't know this, but I think for them to not to, to be going this hard, this long at the metaverse, it just shows that you can't tell I, I, I think this this thing already.
0: No one told him to stop. I can I can see this yeah. room already. Let me just say, I, I have been in discussions with Mark and many other people. I could spend hours with Evan Spiegel talking. I can mm-hmm. spend hours with Kevin Systrom, Brian Chesky. I'm just trying to name some, some of the creative mm-hmm. people, I think. Or, you know Tim Cook is fascinating to talk to. I cannot spend hours talking to Mark Zuckerberg. I mean, he gets all, there's a word salad that goes on about community. And then I, I, I don't put the phone down, but I certainly am like, I would like a fresh idea here. It's never, you know what I mean? Like, Kind of when I met you, I you were head full of fresh ideas. It was Go I really on. wanted to talk to you. Go I did. on. You, you thought I was going to say you were boring, Go. but you are not. It's I can't explain why some people. Someone keeps people keep asking me lately how we met, but I got to say I just really wanted to talk to you, and that was I, and that's how I feel about a lot of creative people when you meet them, and then you meet other people, you're like, oh God, kill me now, like get me out of this dinner party kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's you can't. It's not innovation; it's creativity. And you're right. Some people take it advantage of creativity. Facebook definitely did that uh, around buying Instagram and other things. They're good at buying. just the way Bill Gates was very good, opportunistic, but it wasn't creative. Steve Jobs was creative. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and so I, I don't know why. It just is. It's just there's 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 a there's usually one person or two people at the top. In the case of Snapchat, it's Evan Spiegel. In the case of Apple, it's obviously Steve Jobs and Johnny Ive. And, and to an extent, Tim Kim Cook. He's he is really innovative around supply chain. He really just is.
1: Well, I mean, there's a lot of things. There's been so much research around innovation and creativity. And it's not only about coming up with new ideas. It's having the willingness or giving people permission to fail. And it's also killing ideas when they're not working um, to say, okay, this isn't working. We're going on to the next thing. And it's um, and it's also what gets very hard about creativity with a company as successful as Meta is what's always Hanging over the cloud that comes over every decision is will this innovation threaten our legacy business?
0: And yeah, that is they do think like that. A lot, yeah.
1: Whereas if you look at Apple, they said, I know, let's take this wildly profitable, huge juggernaut product called um, the iPod and let's turn it into a button on the iPhone. I mean, that's a yeah. key component of creativity. You don't let, if yeah. somebody says we can make this better and we're uniquely positioned to make this better, the majority yeah. of big companies go, Yeah, but it's going to threaten this amazing thing called our legacy business. So we'd rather – I mean, AT&T never wanted – when it was a big company, they never wanted to do fiber or sell because they're like, dude, do you know how much money we're making off our long-distance
0: lines? Yep, that's true. Someone's going to eat our lunch. It might as well be us. That's right. So smaller companies that have
1: less to lose – are generally much more creative because they take more crazy swings at the bat yeah. they don't or have swings to be at small. the plate.
0: They don't have to be small. I don't, you know, I just, if you t- if you spend any length of time with Facebook people, the process is all, any company that is non-creative process takes over
1: mm-hmm.
0: of anything else. Process, it's like process meetings. I remember well, the scale, journal, right? Wall Street Journal, that's, I know, but I was at the Wall Street Journal and I'm thinking, I'm in way too many fucking meetings. Like, mm-hmm. it, it was just, I can't explain it. It's just, it's a, it's a, I stopped listening to the people I'm talking to often at Facebook for Mm -hmm. years. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so bored. And I don't know why. I don't know why I was. And every time I saw Elon, I was like, that's cool. You're crazy. You know, that kind of stuff. And so, uh, you know, whether you like him or not, it was always interesting. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. Good question, Jeremy from Brooklyn. But I have to say, that is how I felt when I met Scott. What a creative mind he has. So anyway, That's really the
1: nicest thing that's happened to me all day.
0: You are. It was true. It was I was like, I, thinkers, I also I said, what an asshole. You, as you know. I aspire I said, to be creative. What, what a jerk. But wow, I didn't think I of don't that. mind anyway, that anyway. I
1: don't mind that at all. I know.
0: I know you don't. I don't mind I know that at know, all. Which is why we get along. All right. If you've got a question of your own you'd like answered, send it our way. Go to nymag.com slash pivot to submit a question for the show or call eight five 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 one pivot. Our last episode, which included questions on dating, was so popular. We're gonna do a whole episode. On
1: dating. This is very exciting for me because I have my 30 year high school reunion coming up and I want to stand up in front of everybody and say, I give people (laughs) advice now on dating. That's important to me. By the way, it's my 40th, but let's just pretend it's my 30th. So this is for me. This is all about me. Send us your questions about dating.
0: One more quick break. We'll be back for wins and fails. Okay, Scott, I'm going to go first. Top Gun now has a record for the biggest Memorial Day opening weekend. It made an estimated $156 million this opening weekend. It marks the biggest opening of Tom Cruise's career, which Matt Bellany predicted in our last quarterly predictions episode.
1: I predict that Top Gun Maverick, which comes out on May 27th, will be the biggest opening weekend of Tom Cruise's career.
0: Um, let me just say I'm thrilled by that. I'm wearing a fighter school t-shirt. But that said, let me just say one thing that Casey Newton pointed out, but his mom Sally doesn't want to hear us talk about Top Gun. I'm not gonna say why, but she has issues around the Scientology. And so oh God, really? Uh, let we us can't not, enjoy it,
1: movies now because of people's eyes. I know, but behavior. I'm just
0: gonna point it out. Some not everybody I got a couple of people saying that, and I get it. I just think it's I think it's been around for a long time Tell uh, us mom when Congress someone is, is that good
1: looking you forgive a lot of their shit you no, just you, you gotta forgive it. a there's lot of their misgivings
0: repulsive that antics around Scientology it, okay uh, and there you have it Sally our discussion about so can that. I make two observations
1: um, about Maverick yes, Top Gun 2 I, I went and yes, saw yes go ahead it. Um, but
0: you need to win my too. kids
1: have now seen it twice um, oh, whoa
0: really two things
1: really stuck out first off there's just no getting around it this guy has a deal with with the dark prince he has done a deal with Satan because he is about to turn 60 and notice how when they brought back Val Kilmer they had to build into the storyline that he's about to die (laughs) that's why he looks the way he does And then they didn't even
0: because he was good looking, Val Kilmer. Oh my god!
1: By the oh way, oh my god! Not only like good so looking, so much
0: better looking than Tom Cruise at the not time. Not only
1: good looking and an extraordinary talent. Did you see Real Genius or Top Secret? I did. He can, I love him. He I can sing him. and dance, and he has yep. great comedic timing. Val he Kilmer. Did. And uh, Willow? He's in a he's in a uh, he was a rare talent. But to have him next to Tom Cruise, oh, we had to give him near-death cancer. And by oh, the way, and he's then actually, the neck
0: thing, the neck thing old ladies wear? Because uh, so, he but has also, neck issues. In he's fairness got to Val Kilmer. He, I know, he I is saw the documentary. Quite
1: Ill. Um, But notice how they didn't even dare bring back Kelly McGillis or Meg Ryan because guess what? They They actually look their age and they're like, we can't have that. We have to bring in another freak of nature, Jennifer Connolly, who's 51 going on 18.
0: Yeah, she looks I mean, she looks
1: amazing and she was age appropriate, which I – but
0: to get a sense
1: of how freakishly remarkable Tom Cruise is, they couldn't bring anybody back unless they had cancer. Uh, yeah, can I
0: just clear up something about Jennifer Connelly's character? Someone was yeah. like, oh, she's representing single mothers. She was the daughter of an admiral who probably by then worked for a defense company, so she probably was rich. They're like, how could she have a bar, a Porsche, the house, et cetera? She was rich to start with. Okay, sorry.
1: That was weird. And the other thing okay, that I found really interesting is everything's become so politicized. Did you notice how they made yeah. the enemy totally neutral? No flags. He you you didn't know if it was, it was Iran, wasn't. China, or Russia. It's
0: Iran, right? Iran.
1: Well, okay. wrong. He geogra- Here's the thing. If you think about it, okay, yeah. the landscape sounded like around in nuclear, f- nuclear materials and fusion reactor, all that stuff. Except, Iran. except. What? around wouldn't have access to third-generation Fighter fighters. So,
0: Fi- fifth generation. Fifth generation, whatever it.
1: they call it. Anyways, right, uh, a, a, a great film. I
0: don't even know if that's a thing, by the way, but fifth generation. Yeah, All right, good. go ahead. What is your win? I don't – I fail. I have Marjorie Taylor Greene once again.
1: Look, my, my win is whatever. the same as my fail, and that is uh, the thing I got disappointed – I thought it was really interesting how the top story was the – Depp Heard verdict over Sheryl Sandberg leaving. I thought that was interesting. And also, uh, just because I'm naturally morose, but I think think there is a – I think it's important here that we not get distracted and that as we usually do, we move away from what was a horrific um, shooting last week. So I just want to – quite frankly, I want to bring it up again. And my win is I do think – well, obviously, we've been talking about the tragedy here. There is real – uh, I was so inspired and moved and, quite frankly, just sort of rattled by um, – I don't know if you read about um, – there's a, there's a gentleman named Trey Ganim who is an artisan who no. met with all of the oh, families yeah. and is making custom caskets. Oh,
0: and these this.
1: caskets, I mean, are not only so beautiful but so heartbreaking. There's one of uh, Superman. Are. There's another that has TikTok and softball. But he basically sat down with all the families and said, "I want to bury your kids how they'd want to be buried." But, oh. anyways, my point is, oh, like, killer. I really hope we don't yeah. forg- we don't do what we always do, and that is yeah. move on to bullshit like Herd and Depp and Cheryl Sandberg. Yeah. There is a very bullshit. important story that 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 commands and deserves our continued attention. But my same win, thing with
0: Ukraine and Uvalde, and then, by the way, there was another shooting in Tulsa. This, they've got to come up with gun reform. Same thing with Roe. We are not—like, you cannot—I couldn't watch a bit of that hurt thing. I thought it was sad and depressing and gruesome. Uh, Monica Hess wrote a great column about it. About I, H.E.R.D. and Depp? Yes, read it. I've tweeted It's It's weird to uh, to obsess over this sad marriage, the end of this very sad and depressing marriage. And uh, and they're much more important. They're, these children were murdered. Um, yep. We have to move towards gun reform. Uh, there's some movement in the Senate. We'll see. We've always, we've been there before. Uh, but it would be a huge fail if we don't do gun reform at this point. And, uh, and remember, as they say, as it's getting a lot of traction, well-regulated militia. Yeah. Those words are in there. They're in there for a reason. And all of you who think there's you can do whatever you want, it says it in the – if you believe in the Constitution, then read it. Maybe well, Maureen Dowd had but, a really okay. powerful
1: – and I texted her – Uh, Article. And she just started off by saying America is not some mystical kingdom run by magical princes or fairies. She said, This is our country. We have a democratically elected Congress and Senate that get to pass or not pass gun control laws. And she just it was just a wake-up call. Like yeah. don't get resigned. She did a great job. This isn't yeah. some fairy tale thing we don't have control over. We absolutely have control over One hundred percent But anyways, my win it is it
0: becomes hopeless. It does feel hopeless though, to be
1: fair. My win is just the artisanship and grace and generosity of this gentleman, mm-hmm. Trey Ganem. I can't imagine how heartbreaking it is for him to do this. But mm-hmm. you 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 literally see these caskets, and I would recommend everyone Google Trey Gannam, And I mean it really yeah. brings home. Uh, in a very bittersweet uh, way, what has happened here? Uh, but my win is—I I just think that I just think this individual must just—I I just thought, God, what a what an incredibly interesting, talented, and, and generous right. man this guy must be. Anyways, I, I yeah. you see this—it
0: was, was a beautiful thought, artistic thought. There's yeah, no happiness it, it, to become it, it, of it this.
1: Combines the de- it com- combines the depravity. And at the same time, the grace of our society. Anyways, my, yep. my win is Trey Ganum.
0: Yeah. My fail, by the way, is the stuff that's starting to come out about January 6th. These emails, this is a coup attempt. <laughs> it's same crazy. More, I haven't how been following that. I just follow it. Start it'll start to come out as they have the hearings and everything else this soon. Uh some of these emails from these lawyers of Trump's are. De- they're just literally trying to take over the government via non-democratic means, and it is there's no way the fact that they thought they'd get away with it, and they're continuing to get away with it, is uh, you know trying to seed people all across the country. Honestly, it's it, people should be more. They won't be, but they should be horrified by the attempt to uh, subvert democracy. Speaking of that, oh wait, I anyway, forgot we'll my talk- fail. Is okay. that
1: bitch, Doctor Swisher? Stay away from <laughs> my man. <laughs> Stay away from my See, They're man. walking
0: right now in the park. Right now as we speak, they're taking a lovely a lovely sojourn in Central Park, walking the dog. They're walking the dog.
1: Mm. Mm. Yeah. Grr. I don't know where you Grr. are, but not walking the dog. Grr.
0: Anyway, and that does not – does not a euphemism for anything else, by the way. There you go. No. Anyway. Okay, Scott, that is the show. We'll be back on Tuesday for more Pivot. We've got lots to talk about. Please read us out.
1: Today's show was produced by Lara Neyman, Evan Engel, and Taylor Griffin. Ernie Indertot engineered this episode. Thanks also to Drew Burrows and Neil Silverio. Make sure you subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks for listening to Pivot from New York Magazine and Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business. Do you have two kids, one who rolls their eyes and the other that doesn't? Appreciate the one that doesn't. Appreciate the one that doesn't. Because soon enough, the eye roll is coming. The eye roll is coming.